Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. What a weekend finish we had a couple of days ago up in Blaine, Minnesota, just outside of Minneapolis, at the inaugural 3M Open. It's a tournament and a golf course I'm really familiar with. We I played in many 3M championships when it was on the Champions Tour, but it has moved up a notch to the PGA Tour, and it's played at the Twin Cities TPC, a great golf course. Tom Lehman and Steve Winsloff with the PGA Tour Design Department, they went in and redid the golf course. So it was familiar watching it on TV, but there were some holes that obviously had been stretched out to take care of the length that we see these guys on tour hit it now. But what a performance by young Matt Wolf with that eagle at the 72nd hole to win by one over Colin Morikawa and Bryson DeChambeau. It was, it's unbelievable to watch this young talent emerge around the world and to see these young kids emerge on the PGA Tour. And they're right out of college. Matthew Wolf earlier this year, he won the NCAA Individual Championship. Matthew Wolf earlier this year, playing for Oklahoma State University, won the NCAA Individual Championship, and then boom, in his fourth start on the PGA Tour, he wins. He's got that kind of talent. He's got that kind of game. When you watch him swing, you wonder how in the world he can hit the ball with that backswing. Well, one thing I've learned in my years on the PGA Tour is you don't hit the ball with your backswing. The backswing is basically something to get you in position for your downswing to make impact on the golf ball. When I watch Matthew swing, it reminds me a lot of Jim Furyk, Miller Barber back in the day. And when you see Matthew's flying right elbow at the top, it's vaguely familiar thinking about Jack Nicklaus, how Jack Nicklaus would get that elbow up in the air, much like John Daly on the backswing. So when you watch kids today, don't really pay much attention to their backswing. Another young player that was in contention, Wyndham Clark, he has a shorter backswing, but they're both in perfect position when they make impact. And the speed, the speed with which they swing the golf club is something I'm not familiar with. When I was coming out on tour, when I played in college and transitioned to the tour in the late 70s and early 80s, it was all about accuracy, all about putting the ball in the fairway. Not any longer. The kids today, the young juniors, the amateurs in college, they work on speed. They work on distance. They try to hit the ball as long as they possibly can. That's why you've heard me say it on this show before. There are no such things as par fives any longer on the PGA Tour or really around the world at the top level of professional play. What they should do is just take the five off the card, change every hole to a par four or a par three, and let them go. Coming up in this episode of Jake's Takes, I had a chance to sit down with media personality Shep Rose a couple of months ago. He's the 39-year-old star of the reality show called Southern Charm. He's one of six cast members. I had no idea what this show was, but I'm kind of hooked on it now. My daughter Amy met him at a party in Austin, Texas when we were there for the Dell match play earlier this year. And lo and behold, the guy's a golf nut. He's got a great 
history connection to the game of golf. Grew up down there in South Carolina, Sea Pines. He actually used to work for the Shark. Used to work for Greg Norman. And he's played in a few formerly web.com, now the Corn Ferry Tour Pro-Ams. We have a chance to talk about how technology's impacted the game and how literally has made it impossible to compare eras, to compare Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. And we play a little this or that game. So it's a pretty interesting look at a media personality and how much he loves the game of golf. It's a jungle in here and we all know it. The fans are fired up and making sure they show it. People ask me all the time now, when I play in an outing or a tournament or just with friends, why do I play a yellow ball? Well, it's pretty simple, really, because I can see it. I can see the ball in flight all the way from the tee down to the landing spot, whether that's the fairway or, yeah, a fairway bunker. At my age now, I lose the white ball in flight. When Srixon first started making the Z-Star yellow ball, and they put it in my locker. It was to hand out to my amateur partners in the Pro-Am. And I was thinking, I'm not going to play this ball. I'm going to play the white ball. But when they put it in play, I could see their ball. And I immediately thought, what in the heck? I could see that ball. And believe me, when you lose sight of the ball in flight and you don't know where it lands, it kind of takes a little bit of the fun away. So what I did right then, I switched to the yellow ball. I started playing it in the Pro-Ams. And eventually, I started playing it in the tournament. Whenever you switch to a new ball, you're always worried about how that ball is going to fit in with what you do, how it affects your game. And I play it because it does everything I need it to do. I always think about proper spin, the proper trajectory, and the maneuverability of the shot. With the Strixon Z-Star yellow ball, I can curve it left or right, hit it high or low, and it has that perfect amount of spin that I need for my game. It's been about 10 years now since I put that ball in play, and I've never looked back. It's yellow for me for the rest of my career. So we just so, got so lunch. we're eating. We're eating at your restaurant, and we just this got, is my restaurant. Yes, we were just served a couple of great looking sandwiches, <laughs> and uh, we're going to dig in. You know, here, so yeah. a chip. And this is me eating a um, what is this? A potato? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing. Anyway, mm. so my friend was walking down the street here in Charleston and walked into this place. This was six years ago. And it was like sort of, it was like somebody's house slash bar. And he said to the guy, he goes, I really like this place. Are you willing to sell it? He goes, yeah, actually, I'm thinking about selling it. And we, we built this bar here. And the name is? The Palace Hotel. It's neither a palace nor a hotel. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. It's awesome. And we're out here on the back deck eating uh, Monte Cristos and cheeseburgers, <laughs> ready to dig in, uh, talking right. uh, on the podcast. That's correct. Charleston's a great town. You grew up in Hilton Head. 
I did grow up in Hilton Head. Well, that's a city hometown. I love. Yeah. Because I played there so many oh, times in the Heritage. Oh, isn't it a wonderful tournament? I, I stack that it. tournament against any tournament in the world, and people are like, oh, what about the one in uh, the, you know Phoenix? I'm like, no, no, it's better. It's it better. Is. It's more intimate. The golf course is great. Everyone's your friend. You, you know? played Harbortown. Yeah, of course. It's a it's a great track. It, it's, it's a great track. Well, you can drive it down the middle there and not hit, not have a shot at the green. Right. <laughs> it's kind of cool like, right. that, like that. Yeah, well, the corners, they really narrow up because yeah. of the overhanging trees. Davis Love won that tournament five times. Can you imagine? That's yeah. kind of a lot of times, right? It is. Like, it is. Just Davis can't... Love's a great player. He's a high I love player. Davis Love, yeah. He's a UNC guy. That's right. Um, my, now, my whole family went to UNC. Now, now you you went to Georgia and Vanderbilt. How come you didn't go to UNC? I couldn't get in. <laughs> really? Neither could I. That's why I went to Oregon. Right. <laughs> I um, I went to Episcopal High School, which is this boarding school in Virginia, and um, everybody applied to to uh, UNC and UVA. And like, I was a good student. I had good scores, but like, you could tell by my <laughs> my resume that I was just like kind of a risk. You know, I was a, I was an animal. I was a party animal. Still am. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, but that's good. That works. Yeah. No. But you have a history. You can't not be yourself, right, I Mr. Jacobson? I could You better call me Peter. Don't right. call me Mr. Jacobson. I love. Now, I love being uh, reverent. Well, for, you're, for that, 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 that works in some circles, not here. <laughs> okay. As you're drinking a beer, eating a Monte Cristo sandwich. I haven't ate it yet. Uh, there's no misters here. Now you have a history in golf. I you do. have a family lineage in the game of golf that you want to uh, you want to tell me about as I, I told you. talk through this mouthful this of sandwich this is crazy this money crystal they can eat itself <laughs> um so i don't know where i should all right so my great grandfather was a two-time ncaa champion at yale he was a big golfer there's from lake forest chicago uh, his his family started the railroads in chicago wow and so he's a two-time NCAA champion, big golfer. His name's Dexter Cummings. He turned to my grandfather, who's deceased now, but my great-grandfather turned to my grandfather and said, I played Augusta National, and Bobby Jones was my partner. And my grandfather was like, what? And he goes, he goes Bobby Jones was pissed because they had him a plus two. And he turned to my grandmother and goes, but I birdied those two holes, and we won the match, and winked at my grandfather. My grandfather was like... What? So you go way back. That's my great grandfather. My great aunt, her his sister, was the first woman on the cover of Time magazine. She was a a champion, uh, amateur golfer, a, a USAM champion, and she was also the basis. Do you remember the book The Great Gatsby? Of course you do. Yes. Um, remember, uh, Jordan Baker was was a fictional character, an amateur golfer that was Daisy's best friend, right? And she was a socialite amateur golfer. That that was that was after my my great aunt. Jordan wow. Baker was friends with um, F. Scott's just Fitzgerald, and he wrote a, a character about her. So anyway, so you know, a sorry lot of to people, brag. No, talk, no, no. Sorry, I everybody. I am no, so. That's why you're on the podcast. Incorrigible. Anybody that's on this podcast has some has sort to lie of a contract. A bit. Yeah. No contact <laughs> with the game of golf. Now you know, you know Gregory Norman, Gregory Norman Jr. I used to work for Greg Norman Sr. I worked for Medalist Developments. Oh, I would, no kidding. Yeah, that's how I got my first job. Oh my god. So I, I was working for a home builder, Pulte Homes, and I. I mean, fine company. I just didn't like it. I had like a boss, 
and who like was like, you're on probation. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't think I do very good with the nine to five thing. Uh, Peter, you know, it's just not my deal anyway. And, um, so I went, my Greg Norman, my, my grandparents had a house on Jupiter Island and that's where Greg Norman and Tiger Woods subsequently got a house. And, uh, Actually, a lot of people. Anyway, yeah, a lot of tour players yeah, live in that area. And Nick Price had a place. He's apparently yeah. the nicest guy yeah, in Nick's the world. The Ricky yeah. Fowler's there now and Dustin Johnson. So we, my grandparents were members of Jupiter Island Club, and they go, Greg applied. Greg Norman Sr. applied for membership. The membership committee, he, he unbuttoned his shirt down to his, down to his <laughs> chest, and the membership committee was offended. <laughs> Which I thought was great. So anyway, I, well, Greg's in great shape. I can't oh imagine why they'd be offended. Are you kidding? Why wouldn't they want him there? Because you know they they are pretty button up, stayed human <laughs> beings. I mean, let's be honest. So you, you, you uh, hold on. Don't you hate? Sorry, am I am I no, hijacking? No, doing great. I hate the the button up PGA decision makers a lot of the times. I just do. You know what I mean? It, I know they the, the golf wants to grow its game, right? They want it to be cool and hip, and, and I get it. That's a great thing, but they can't get away from the people that are making decisions at the higher up who are like, hip? What does that mean? You know, like there's just, there's a... there's a. Well, I think what's happened in the game as people age in the game, take me for example. Okay. When I came out, I was 22 years old. I'm now 65. So in my 40 plus years, I've seen the game change. Sure. Back in the old days, we we used wooden-headed clubs. All we worried about was putting the ball in the fairway. Fast forward now, we've got all these different type of composite shafts and heads. The golf ball goes farther. Technology is dominates the game now. And instead of hitting the ball as straight as we we hope to, mm -hmm. we now hit the ball as long as we hope to. Yeah, right. And that's the most important thing is distance off the tee. So I think... Traditions are hard to break, very hard to break. Look at this town here, Charleston, South Carolina. You go back oh. back to the middle 1700s, yeah. and here we are in the in the in 2019. Things change, but sometimes sometimes progress is slow. You're damn right. And the people here, like, God bless them, because I know I'm actually related to some of them. It's called, like, South Abroad. That's the, that's, and it's Broad Street South is very beautiful antique homes and they just sit on their porch and bitch about the world and that's okay because it's kind of fun <laughs> but i i just if golf's gonna grow you i mean you, by the way like kelly slater being like that's a that's huge for golf like he is huge for golf i would i would argue that the, the golf should like court him like a girlfriend you yeah. know what i mean well i think that the, the, we we've seen that with you in the game with justin timberlake in the game oh yeah no he's good steph curry steph curry i do the tv for the broadcast every year for nbc at the american century celebrity tahoe event you should get yeah no i know aaron Rodgers. you should play the aaron Rodgers. Is there Charles Barkley's there? I played Larry, the, the BMW cable guy. last year and in, in Greenville. Yeah, and um, are we we talked about it. Max Homa, was my partner on tour. He just won. We've been texting. I'm like, I I known him for a weekend. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. We laughed our balls off for three days straight. My caddy was one of my friends. I brought a caddy, and he's a really good golfer, but he's totally scatterbrained. 
and he like lost a club. It took him thirty minutes. He was like, "Where is your caddy?" It was great. It was great. And so Max is one of the greatest guys. And when he won, literally my heart swelled with pride. I was so happy because he was in golf wilderness. Well, think about this: you playing with him might have helped him. Did you teach I'm him, or did again. he teach you? Well, I'm playing again in three weeks, and I. I predict that the person I play with is going to win on the BGA Tour. <laughs> so it's yeah. all you. It's, it's all, all you. me, yeah. What do you learn? They, they look into the abyss, which is <laughs> and me, and, and, and they, they, work, they work harder because they see the alternative. What do, you, what do you learn from Max Homa or anybody that you play with yeah. that's better than you? No, I do play better when, um, when, with better players. But I've also had good rounds with complete idiots, too. But like if you if you kind of like I feel like if you play golf and you're kind of watching somebody who's really good has good tempo you just like pick up on nice things that they're doing and you're like oh maybe I should do that so who who would you like to play with obviously would you like to play with Tiger or Nick Price or Greg you probably played with Greg Norman haven't you I have played a couple holes with Greg Norman I used to work for Greg yeah and by the way Greg Jr is the nicest greatest guy I would agree with that and. I, I really like him. He's genuine. He, it's hard to, you know, people who mean what they say and say what they mean. That, that's that's what I think of him. And he introduced me to Brooks Kepka. Right, remember when Brooks Kepka had, uh, am I talking too much? No. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of a podcast, Talking Too Much. <laughs> no. Um, so Brooks, so I went, this was after he won one U.S. Open. He had a wrist injury, Brooks, and like he was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. And I sat down, and, I knew, I was, and we we talking, chit-chatting, and halfway through the meal, he goes, I love your show. <laughs> I go, you? I was like, you're like an apex athlete. Why are you watching my show? Like, I'm always shocked at who watches the show. Like, Well, that's good. No, that, that, and that's we, great. He, by the way, Brooks is amazing, the funniest guy. I know that he has, like, a weird relationship with the, the media, but he is the best guy. Yeah, but I can tell already in, in, in spending this time with you that you don't take yourself too seriously. You have fun with everything you do, and that's Absolutely. why people like you. That's that's why they like the show, and they like you on the show. Listen, if you don't, if you can't make fun of yourself, you are not a friend of mine. You know I, I, I mean? couldn't agree yeah. more. I, I mean, we are all more. idiots walking around trying to figure this thing out, and it's, we don't know anything, by it's, the way. It's yeah. all about trying to fool as many people as you possibly can. As with, much of the time as you can. Or put a smile on as many people's faces as you possibly can. I think that karmic, karmic universe is, is... So let me ask you this. If you were to play the tour and you had the game of a Brooks Kepka or a Max Homa, would you be more ice in ice in your vein like a Tiger or a Ben Hogan, or would you be more like a Chichi Rodriguez Fuzzy Zeller? I'll tell you one thing. I played in the BMW, and, and we played three rounds... I have a very, very, very big respect for golfers because one round's no big deal. Two rounds, okay, played well two days. To play well four days in a row is 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 asking a lot of yourself. It really is. It's and like you have to be so focused. And Max made a bogey. He was eight under after round one. I, I watched like an amazing round. And um, the next day he was three under after four, and he hit a bad drive, and it just like just dissipated all his strokes like he was in his head and I mean and you don't so it's just so mental it's just well I think the challenge with young players like a Brooks Kepka who has had incredible success so young in his career and I think he's got a great future he's already won three majors he's gonna win he could retire now and well he'd be he could fine. but he won't yeah. because he's he's got the eye of the tiger 
Tiger Woods, obviously, what do yeah. you say? He and Jack are probably neck and neck as the greatest players. But well, I wasn't around during Jack. You were. I was. I yeah. played with Jack. It's hard. He's, who's better? Well, it's hard to compare eras. That's the problem. Is because when Jack was winning, he was using wooden clubs. Now Tiger uses uh, metal clubs in different. It's different technological eras, yeah. which is impossible to compare. But let me just say this: okay. a player to sustain their supremacy like Jack did, like Tiger has done, like all the great players in the game. That's the hardest thing because complacency does step in. It's no different in your world on the show. No. There it, are people there are people that come and go that you go that he's not into it. Well you eat what you kill in golf. You eat what you kill. That's it. And people are like, oh what 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 profession, what athlete profession would you most want to be? And people are like golf. I'm like, not me. <laughs> I want to be a relief pitcher you yeah. know like you make you two million dollars a year nobody really blames you for much a middle reliever but you All definitely right. in sports you want to you want to have a contract you know golf you don't have a damn contract you have to be hungry and you have to be relentless and it is no joke that that's it, i've always said that there's different levels of success the first thing you got to do is get your card you got to yeah. go through q school got to get your card then when you're on tour you got to be a consistent performer then you have to win, and then if you're able to win, you got to win a lot. And if you're Tiger Woods, if you're Greg Norman, if you're Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, you win a lot. And when it gets to the point where people try to decide who's the best player in the game, that that space gets pretty narrow. That is a small Definitely. room. That's a small closet that right now only fits two people, Jack and Tiger. Now you have to decide. Who's better? And it's hard I to compare errors. Damn it. Why are the hell are we arguing about goats? <laughs> I, I'm like... Uh, Let's Brady's, talk about ten handicappers. That's right. <laughs> We're the best. You've been here before. You know what to do. Keep your head on straight. Don't let them get to you. Put a smile on your face. Get rid of that. You know, I've been a pretty good ball striker my whole career, and I think one of the strengths of my game has been my driving. I've been pretty good off the tee. I hit a lot of fairways. But I always know that my first drive of the day is going to be a good one in comfort, luxury, and in style because I'm going to and from the golf course in my Lexus GX460. I've been a brand ambassador of Lexus now for over 30 years, and in my opinion, it's the best vehicle on the road today. Now, I may have had a few body parts replaced over the years, but that's just in my 65-year-old body. My Lexus needs nothing but routine maintenance, and that's just the way I like it.
All right, I'm going to play a game with you as we as we close this out. A little game of this or that. I'm going to give you a couple of uh, questions, and I want you to pick one or the other. Please. Would you rather read a good book or watch a good movie? That is such a loaded question. I love both of them so much. I know you read a lot. I do. And you, do you know that the only movie that was better than the book is The Firm by John Grissom? In the book, he uh, Mitchell McDear, who's the lawyer, and, and, yep. yeah, he uh, goes on the lam in a boat, and the, the mafia is still looking for him. In the movie, he remember he like kind of makes it good with the mafia because he says we're overbilling you, and so he skates away free with his wife. It was Tom Cruise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a yep. great movie. Yep. God damn it, I love John Grissom. What a <laughs> I do what too. a fantastic pop writer! Well, on that little, we'll take a little. Uh, we'll move up. What's your favorite movie of all time? The Usual Suspects and L.A. Confidential are the best two movies I've ever seen. And by the way, North by Northwest is really good with with Cary Grant. I'm, I'm a big admirer of that movie. My favorite movie, Forrest Gump, because we all need a <laughs> we all need a pal like Forrest Gump to drag us out of different situations. Do you know that that was the most controversial? Um, Oscars ever. Forrest Gump won. Guess it was up against Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction. Ooh. Lost to Forrest Gump. Ooh. Those are two of the greatest movies See, that, that have ever been made. That makes my point. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. What it made. What the point it makes is that like the the Oscar committee is just like an old a bunch of old sentimental nerds because <laughs> I, I love Forrest Gump, but but uh, Pulp Fiction was a fantastically uh, rad movie. Okay. Second question. We have. We have 19 questions, 18, and then 19 would be right here eating lunch and drinking hole. with you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you use when you play a special ball marker, or do you just throw down a coin? I don't put down a coin. I like the little thing with the spike in it, you know, the, yeah. with the little plastic. Why don't they use that on the tour? Is it, it move the ball? No, it's just not cool. The little plastic thing. With the, with the little thing the in little it. Th yeah. I use those, too. I like that, too. All right. Are you into tattoos or piercings? Neither. How about banana pudding or peach cobbler? Banana pudding all day. You know, beta carotene. Yep, yep. <laughs> Amen Corner at Augusta or the Road Hole at St. Andrews? Amen Corner. I went to Georgia. I, I know about a million people at Amen Corner. All right. You're at the turn in a round of golf. Do you eat a hot dog or fruit? Hot dog. Would you rather go to a Broadway play or to a rock concert? A rock concert, Broadway. I would never go to a Broadway play. Damn it! Don't ever try to make me. Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco or the Empire State Building in New York City. Golden Gate Bridge. Would you rather make a long putt or chip in? Chip in. This is more exciting for sure. Yeah. Barbecue ribs or fried chicken? Fried chicken. Pleated or flat front pants? Dude, if you're wearing pleated pants, I need to talk to you because you are not cool. Cornbread or hush puppies? Cornbread, but I do love me a hush puppy. On the golf course, do you like a dog leg left or a dog leg right? I like a dog leg left. I can hit my draw a little more uh, accurately than my fade. All right, during golf when you're playing, do you wear a hat or a visor? I wear a hat almost all the time, yeah. Mid oh, no, the visor because, oh, I, I love the concept of the visor, you yeah. know. Yeah, you yeah but you don't, have a, you don't have a little, little helipad. Spot. You don't have a bald spot. <laughs> no, I so don't. you can get away with it. I'm, Neither I'm do waiting. I. I want a bald spot. Can you do? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> All right. Uh, mint julep or a Bloody Mary? I've never had a Bloody Mary in my life. All right. Red licorice or Reese's peanut butter cups? Damn it, I love Twizzlers. 
Okay. March Madness, college basketball, or NBA Finals? March Madness. But I do love the NBA, too. It's like a golden era for the NBA It right is. Now. It's, it's a great time yeah, of year. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you rather attend a Fish concert? Fish. Or a Grateful Dead? If Jerry was alive? The Grateful Dead, are you? Yeah, like, listen, this is... This 77, is, Winterland? Yeah, I'd, or Cornell or something? Like, yeah, I mean, that would be outrageous. Right. right after they put out Terrapin Station, I would be so stoked. But I do love fish, and I've been to a ton of fish shows, too. My caddy, as you know, for 20 years was Fluff. And oh, is he a big live he, music oh, he's the guy? biggest. he's the biggest deadhead I know. Oh, dude. Every time we went to the course in his car, he always had a live dead show playing. He and Bill Walton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. All right, last question, 19th hole. National Championship College Football. Between Georgia and Alabama, who wins? That already happened. We lost. It sucked. But my whole family's from Montgomery, Alabama, so I, I grew up an Alabama fan. But God, they have an embarrassment of riches these days, and I don't like that. I, I don't like dynasties. I give me some drama, you know. So that's a Georgia. Georgia, yeah. We, we are forever <laughs> the the bridesmaid, never the bride. I mean, that's our destiny. So we're halfway through these sandwiches. We're done with the podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us. And oh, man. I look forward pleasure. to getting out and teeing it up with you. What a pleasure. Yeah, it's very great to meet you. Good luck at the BMW in a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can catch Shep on Southern Charm Bravo Network in its sixth season. It's on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock, and uh, my mom's going to kill me this season. <laughs> She's my worst critic, or biggest. <laughs> Aren't our moms always our we, worst critics? Yes, well, and I love them for it, honestly. We need some tough talk sometimes. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours? Yeah.